Howdy and welcome to the 10-week Bible study. This is week one, day two of our study of 2 Corinthians. I'm your host, Darren Hibbs, and today we're talking about 2 Corinthians 1, 1 through 2. Well, welcome back to the 10-week Bible study. Again, I'm your host, Darren Hibbs. I want to encourage you to read the book of 2 Corinthians once a week for the 10 weeks that we're going through this book. It really will transform your life in God. With that, let's go ahead and pray before we start today. Lord, would you open our eyes and our ears to hear what your word has to say to us, God. Speak to us and fill our hearts with the knowledge of you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. With that, let's jump into God's word. I'll be reading today from the NIV. This is 2 Corinthians 1, starting in verse 1. Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus by the will of God, and Timothy, our brother, to the church of God in Corinth, together with all of his holy people throughout Achaia, Grace and peace to you from God, our Father, and the Lord Jesus Christ. All right, let's pause right there. So uh, the thing that I want to point out here, and that's that's our passage for today. This is a short intro. But what I want to point out here is kind of the timing of when people believe that this book was written. Uh, from my understanding, and, and again, there's always debate and nobody fully agrees on exactly when all of these things took place and, and when they happen, uh, because as it turns out, understanding, you know, ancient history, 2000 years on removed from all of this kind of stuff, it gets a little challenging. It gets difficult because the sources we have and just all the different things can be challenging. But what we can piece together from scripture, at least when we kind of tried to, to piece all these things together is Paul's second missionary journey. He stops and he ends up spending a couple of years in Corinth. Then he goes to Ephesus and he ends up spending a couple of years there. On his third missionary journey, he ends up making a couple of trips trips back to Corinth. And some people believe that this book is written kind of across two of those trips. Other people believe that it was all written after the first trip and that uh, his third trip as recorded in the book of Acts was after the book of 2 Corinthians. And that's where when we talked about yesterday, some of the breakdown of this, that's where this comes into play is was chapters one through nine. Was that after the second trip that he made to Corinth and 10 through 13 after the third or was the whole book after the second trip and, and all of those kind of things. But we do know that by the time the the second one was written, uh, Timothy had gone to Corinth, and we're going to see how this plays out. Timothy and Titus have been traveling with Paul throughout the book of Acts, and in the context of him writing this letter, Timothy and Titus have, have been kind of coming back and forth with him, and it's in that context that he's hearing about what's going on in Corinth and making kind of these subsequent trips back there. And so we know that when he writes this letter, Timothy is with him. So it's very possible that this could have been written in Ephesus or sometime after that, uh, more than likely sometime after Ephesus and uh, on his third missionary journey. That's when this is taking place. But there's just a whole lot of moving pieces and and <clears throat> putting all of that together is a bit challenging. Now, like I said yesterday in our introduction, understanding all of that background and all these things, that can be challenging. Understanding anything historical can be challenging. If you ever studied world history or even United States history, it's it's difficult 
even recent history can be difficult to piece together all of the things going on because there's always so many moving pieces. And so piecing together all of this historical context and all these things, it's actually quite challenging. And so I always, I, I want to say kudos to to God-fearing theologians and archaeologists and people like that that are really endeavoring to understand all of this because it is a very difficult, challenging thing to understand and, and to piece together when you're working with limited information and data from thousands of years ago. If that's what you've given yourself to, I want to cheer you on. I want to say, great job, keep going. We need God-fearing uh academics, theologians, archaeologists, people like that that are, are who believe in God and they're looking to uncover how these things went down in contemporary archaeology and history and things like that. <clears throat> um, within that realm, there's all of this debate over how all of these things went down. You know, uh, some people believe that, you know, it's, it's very likely that Paul wrote the book of Romans and one of his stays in the city of Corinth. And, and so there's just all of these moving pieces that come together. And so that's difficult. My point in all that is understanding all of that is actually quite challenging. Understanding God's word and getting the message from what Paul wrote here, what God is speaking through Paul to us, that message that is not this challenging thing where you need to have a PhD in digging through ancient dirt. You don't need that to understand this. You really don't. You don't have to have a PhD in ancient Greek and Hebrew to understand God's word. You really don't. It is essentially, and, and some of the translation that gets kind of challenging. And so that's where I encourage people. We have a, a great gift in that we have multiple translations in English. Bounce back and forth between them. I'm currently simultaneously reading between the new NIV and New King James as I go through this to see the translation issues. But when you do that, you see that for the most part, what it says is what it says. What it means is what it means. And so the more you get it in you, the easier it is. God's word is not far off and difficult for anyone to understand. The, the difficulty of the background and understanding the context and the history and all that kind of stuff, that's challenging. And again, kudos to those that study that. But God's word, God's word, that's the easy part if we will give ourselves to reading it. And so this deal where Timothy's with, and this is just all part of some of the, the sleuthing that people have to do to piece together when and where and how these things were written. But the messages that Paul's going to have, they're going to be timeless, they're going to be powerful, and they're going to be important, whether you understand all of the context or not. And that's what I want to get out of this book, is, is that we actually let the words of God move our heart and stir our spirit without getting sidetracked necessarily with, do we fully understand all of those things? That's where... Um, I hope to be a resource as we go through this as a cheerleader to cheer you on to read God's word over and over and over again and not get bogged down with all of the things where you might tend to stop and let's do a Google search and what this is and, and you know, you go down that rabbit hole and people will end up reading five times more what Google has to say than they will the actual word of God. And so it's not that reading commentary and getting background historical information is bad, but it's not good if you're getting that much or more than God's word itself. So let's focus on, let's make our primary affection 
God's word. And then everything else that we understand around that, let's, let's give secondary attention to that. Let's give our primary attention to God's word. And so I love how Paul finishes this passage out and he finishes just so many salutations, so many greetings with grace and peace to you, right? He's, he's, you know, proclaiming this over each other. And I think that's a powerful thing. There's power. The, the words that we speak, they are powerful and we can proclaim grace and peace. We really can over people. The Lord, it's not that there's any power inherent in us. It's that the God of all creation has said, I give to you the ability to bestow these things and to, and to bless and curse and all of that kind of stuff. He gives that authority and ability to us. Not that we have it. It's not that we've earned it or done anything or that we're just so awesome. It's that he gives it to us. We don't deserve it because most of the time we misuse it. And so even these things, I love these greetings that he gives because he's, he's just, you know, speaking these blessings. And I think, uh, we can all benefit from, from speaking these blessings more and more. For the 10-Week Bible Study, I'm your host, Darren Hibbs, and I can't wait to see you next time. Hey, thanks for tuning into the 10-Week Bible Study podcast. If you've enjoyed this podcast, would you consider leaving a review for it on your podcast app of choice? It really helps other people find out about this podcast, and my heart is for people to fall in love with God's Word. Thank you.